Hey there, this is Eric Van Johnson, and you're listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. We have a little bit of a different format for this show. Last week, John and I attended the PHP Tech Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, where we, along with a few other podcasters, got together to the combined podcast for the conference. This was recorded live and on stage, so the sound quality is not the greatest. Along with myself and John, we had Sammy Kay from the PHP Roundtable and Amanda Folson from PHP Town Hall. We called it the PHP Round Ugly Hall. I would like to thank PHP Arc for asking us to participate in the podcast. John and I had a great time. In keeping with my personal recent theme of the PHP Ugly podcast, did you realize Colonel Sanders was 62 years old when he started the world-famous KFC? This is episode 62 of PHP Ugly. Enjoy. Please, sound guys, do the mic stuff. Oh, here. I'm pushing the, the GoPro button that says recording. That's one of the two things on my to-do list. The second one is to ask Dragon Man Tank on Twitter, Chris Tankersley, did you push the record button on the H6? Yes. I'm sorry to question your audio-visual schedule. I appreciate you doing your job. Is mic number two working? Uh, did you click the thingy? There's no light, but it seems uh. to be working. Okay, so we, we have a mic. Excellent. Welcome. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. You are in this room, and you will probably start ignoring us very soon because that's what happened last year. But what we're doing is a three-podcast mashup of the PHP Roundtable, PHP Town Hall, and PHP Ugly. So with the, with the PHP Roundtable, you're used to getting these people talking about round ta- talking around a roundtable and roundtable-type discussions. You're going to get that. You're also going to get the random conversations that you hear from PHP Ugly about doom and gloom and all that kind of stuff. And you're also going to get the drunken debauchery that you're used to hearing on PHP Town Hall. A little combo of all the things. So I'm Sammy K. Powers. I'm the host of the PHP Roundtable. Joined by... I'm Amanda Folson. I am one of the hosts of PHP... Uh, yeah, PHP Town Hall. <laughs> and uh, we, what's that? Is the name of that podcast? Yeah, I need more to drink. Um, and Ben, if you are around, oh, we we can't hear Ben. Hi, I'm Ben. I host PHP Town Hall. <laughs> we can't hear the Ben, but he can hear us apparently. Quick. Say something bad about him. Maybe. And I'm Eric Johnson. I'm one of the hosts of PHP Ugly. And I'm John Congdon, another host of PHP Ugly. And we don't have the third one here. And we are also joined by Matt Trask, who's hanging out there. Uh, I don't know if we can hear him either. No, I don't think Matt looks like he might be lost on an island somewhere. Some help and beer. Oh, we can hear. We can hear Mr. Yes. There we go. Woo! All right. We have everybody we need. Well, you should be in Atlanta, just by the way. (laughs) All right. So we're going to go ahead and get started about something that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, If we can find Mr. Joe Ferguson... He's there in the back. You can't miss him. So uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit about open sourcing mental illness. And if you're not familiar, well, Joe will definitely fill you in. But they are doing a fundraiser that, uh, yeah, we're trying to raise some money. So without further ado, here's Joe. Yeah, Joe. Woo! Yeah. You guys want to 
Hi, I'm Joe. I am a board member for Open Sourcing Mental Illness. Uh, yes, we do things. Uh, so Open Sourcing Mental Illness is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that uh, strives to talk about uh, mental illness in the tech community, uh, specifically the tech community because we have found through our research that a lot of people in the tech community have mental health issues. And a lot of them go undiagnosed. Uh, our founder, Ed Finkler, has a talk that he's done that a lot of you have probably seen where he talks about some of the things that he does and some of the medications he takes. And that's kind of led him into starting the organization. And we have a, uh, a board of directors that helps Ed. Uh, Ed's about to go full-time uh, working on Osme now. So that's a really, really big deal. Uh, we're currently working on a fundraiser to raise money for this year, as well as raise money uh, for Ed's salary now. So if you want to go to osmehelp.org slash donate, you can give us all your money, or a lot of your money. Your, your pick. We also have some really cool stuff that you get for donating, uh, such as red Laravel elephants signed by uh, Taylor Otwell himself. We, Taylor just shipped those back to Ed, so unless somebody hijacks the shipment, we're getting those very soon. I maybe hijacked that shipment. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about some of the resources that Osme has put out for people. So the primary resources that we've done in, uh, in conjunction with some actual doctors, because we're just developers and what do we know. So we actually got in touch with some doctors to help us write three manuals, uh, or guidebooks or handbooks that we put out. Uh, one of them is an employer's guide to responsibilities around the Americans with Disabilities Act or the ADA law and their responsibilities around their employees with mental health issues. Uh, there's also a second guidebook that is the exact opposite, is an employee's guide uh, for ADA law to their responsibilities to their employer. And the third one is just kind of a generic WTF is ADA law kind of uh, one, and we give those away for free. Uh, just like the name implies, open sourcing mental illness, we are actually trying to be as open as we possibly can. Uh, we, we open source everything we do as much as we can, Almost everything we generate is uh, Creative Commons licensed, and we do a annual uh, mental health and tech survey. Uh, we're about to start working on our fourth or fifth one, I believe, and uh, we open source all of that data on a platform called Kaggle.net, which is a data science platform where you as a data scientist could go and download all of our information and do all kinds of really cool data science things that I have no idea what they are. But essentially, you can do, like, I, I just envision somebody sitting in their like their dungeon, like taking all of our data into an amazing Excel spreadsheet and doing crazy graphs and stuff with it. I think that's what they're doing. Okay, yeah, that sounds pretty neat. So, yeah, a lot of people actually don't realize that there are a, a ton of mental health conditions that are actually protected in the workplace. So things like ADHD, um, your your employer definitely has to make accommodations for stuff like that. So. If you have any sort of mental health stuff, I definitely encourage you to check out those resources and maybe figure out uh, what sort of accommodations you need and what your employer is actually going to offer to you or is required to offer to you. We also have a podcast that if I am you... now in charge of, and I believe we are now taking it seriously, as opposed to when we weren't taking it seriously before. Uh, at Lone Star, a couple of, actually a month ago, at Lone Star PHP, uh, I sat down with Eli White, who's the conference chair, obviously, of uh, this wonderful event, PHP Tech, and talked about mental illness, and we recorded about an hour-long episode that went really, really well. Uh, today, I sat down with uh, one of the speakers here, Lindsay, and we recorded an, uh, another episode that was a little bit shorter because I was uh, on a time crunch, but I, I hope to release that next week, and we just invested in some, more, some legit recording gear, 
so we can uh, do this more. Awesome. So if you didn't hear the URL, it's osmihelp.org. Definitely encourage you to check out those resources. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, Joe. All right, one quick announcement. Last call. If you want anything from the bar, go get it now. What was that? Last, last call. call for alcohol. Oh, last call for alcohol. Good call. Somebody give me one, please. Uh, ben Ramsey is the guy who's sitting here in, an in, 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 in the stage, on the stage. I don't know prepositions. Uh, you are next. You are the next person. So this is Ben Ramsey, everyone. This is uh, a very important uh, community member for PHP <laughs> and knows which way to go. Uh, I actually didn't write down what topic you were going to be talking about, and we probably didn't have one. What? Oh, UUID. Okay. Oh, great. So you, you are the package manager or maintainer and creator of the UUID library, which is a library that generates UUIDs. And it does it in a lot of different ways. There's the random way. There's the date way. There's all kinds of ways of generating UUIDs. And I noticed recently... There are five ways. There are five ways. I, I, <laughs> you're very specific. This, this man knows his RFCs, by the way. So the, 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 there was, first of all, I want to talk about two things uh, that come to mind immediately. First of all, the issues that you had when you, had, um, when you were dealing with duplicated random I, UUIDs in the library and kind of the, the reasons behind that. And the second is a recent internals discussion about adding UUID to uh, standard lib. So let's start with the first one. What was the, what was the matter with the random uh, UUIDs that were a scenario where the random UUIDs, which were never supposed to duplicate, ended up being duplicated in certain scenarios? Yeah, we had some uh, users who were, a, a thread got opened a, as an issue on GitHub, and uh, it was reporting that we had, that, that someone was encountering duplicates, and they were saying something to the effect of, it, it might happen like once every day, every 24 hours they were hitting a duplicate, and then uh, they found that just restarting the server, restarting Apache would, would solve that. And, uh, kind of scratched our heads over this for a long time. I talked to Anthony Ferrara about it. Uh, I talked to several other people. And finally, um, I think it was uh, Scott, um, what is? Arsazuski? Is that how you say his last Are name? Are you talking about the crypto guy? Yes. Yeah, Scott, Ar Scott Arsazuski. I think he was also looking at it with us as well and then discovered Thank you. Uh, this weird kind of hidden wiki page on the OpenSSL website that basically said, hey, um, this random byte generator that we have, if, uh, if it's stuck in a single thread, did you just get two glasses? <laughs> I, mean, we just got I think this is for someone else, right? Or for everybody? This is oh, thank you. Cheers. Wait, cheers. <laughs> thank you, Joe Ferguson and Philip Shipley. <laughs> Where's my wine, Joe? <laughs> you can have some of this. <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying now. It was not interesting <laughs> at all. UUID. So duplicate situations. Uh, Open SSL sucks. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is. Scott R. Suzuki. Um, we found out that Open SSL, uh, if you know, left if you have one thread open for long enough, it will just start. It will start repeating the same random bytes again, and. Uh, when you run PHP in Apache, you're running it in a thread that sometimes doesn't die. It just, you know, it'll, so it'll start just replaying the same random bytes over. I don't know if I described that very well, but that's what was happening. 
And that's why when he, when, when these users decided that they would just bounce Apache once every 24 hours, that's because that, that, was, that was the time it took for the amount of um, traffic they were getting to start repeating the bytes. Gotcha. And uh, they found that they would bounce it and that would work. Well, you know, we, we found this out and decided that OpenSSL just wasn't going to be the right tool for generating random bytes. I think around this time you were working on the random bytes um, implementation for PHP 7, and Scott was working on, um, he had a random bytes compat library, and, we just, and he decided to drop OpenSSL support from the random bytes compat library. So it, this affected a lot of different projects when we found this out, and ultimately just led to us, you know, most everyone who was using the pseudo random bytes generator from OpenSSL to no longer use it anymore. Um, it's still acceptable if you're using it in scripts, but probably not if you're using it in a long-running process environment. So it wasn't that people were using something like pthreads where they were creating multi-threaded environments as much. It was Apache creating the multi-threads that was causing the leakiness between the memory. Well, those Apache threads can be, can, Apache will open up so many, it'll allocate so many, um, Workers isn't the right term for it, but uh, I think it'll allocate so many threads that just kind of sit there running, and they'll accept requests and then respond. You can kind of tweak it to have so many running initially, and then it'll start up new ones as too many requests come in. So that I mean that's what was happening that we just they had requests that were just staying open, or not the requ request, the threads that were responding to requ requests were staying open. So in PHP 5x, what is the default uh, CSpring that you fall back to in the UUID lab uh, lib for random? Uh, so we started using the random compat library uh, because the default is now random bytes. Um, and on 5, uh, random compat defaults to, um, what do they default to? I don't know that off the top of my head right now. Does anyone know? I'm assuming it's probably mcrypt create IV or, um, or reading directly from dev flashy random. It falls back through a variety of things. I don't know what the default one is, but I know that if, if you have libsodium installed, for example, uh, it'll use that, and Scott's working on getting libsodium into the core. Uh, so that, that's, that's a thing now. Um, yeah, so we've got a lot of cool stuff going on uh, with regard to pseudo-random number generators and cryptography. And I think, you know, I, I don't think this was necessarily the, a contribute, like a major factor in that, but I, I like to think that it helped contribute to an awareness of these things. Absolutely. Well, I would love to uh, shift the conversation a little bit towards the recent conversations in PHP Internals mailing list, which was somebody submitted a, a pull request to add UUID to the standard lib in PHP 7.2, I believe. So the... Uh, the, the question, I, I actually came to you a while ago asking, like, hey, what are, have you thought about adding your library to standard lib before? And you, you gave some reasons I can't remember. But uh, what are your thoughts on adding something like UUID to PHP standard lib? Um, yeah, so I only found out about this yesterday because Marco, Marco Pavetta uh, tagged me on the P, uh, pull request. And I l went and looked at it, and my first reaction is, you know, something like, this is bullshit, I have a library. <laughs> it's like, what's going through my head? No, I, I didn't respond that way, though. I was nice. Um, he just said, take a look at this pull request at the implementation. Um, and uh, I haven't really been able to kind of go through this, the C source yet. Uh, the implementation will only do version 3, version 5, and version 4. 
UIDs. He's not uh, trying to implement version one, which is the time-based one. And the reason for that, uh, specifically according to the RFC, um, which he actually just wrote the RFC today and posted that. So that's on the, the PHP wiki now. Um, he didn't want to do version one because of security and privacy issues. So a, a time-based UUID also puts in the MAC address of the machine on which it was generated. Uh, that's the last, uh, the up, uh, most significant bytes of the of the of the UUID, and uh, so that can be a, a, a privacy issue, right? Uh, the Ramsey UUID library allows you to specify that, so you can inject whatever MAC address you want, or you can let the system MAC address be part of that. Uh, so it's just helpful to be aware of, you know, how they get generated when you choose to use a UUID because it could could have the MAC address in it, which may or may not be a big deal. Uh, some people find that as a as a feature because, you know, you could then like if you knew the MAC addresses of all your systems, which none of us probably know that anymore because we're all on, you know, instances that are short lived. But if you did know them, you would know exactly what machine uh, generated that UUID, if that were important. Uh, anyway, so I, I took a look at it, a brief look at it. I read through his RFC today. Uh, he does reference, you know, my library. Uh, I think my main comment was basically, uh, I don't see this as a, a competing thing. Uh, if anything, um, if this were accepted in, I would just wrap it with my library to provide the additional functionality on top of it. And it would, you know, just be another, uh, it would, there would be another adapter for it. Uh, so instead of using random bytes, I'd probably just use the native UUID functionality uh, for Ramsey UUID. But, you know, it also begs the question of, you know, in, in a PHP 7 world, what is suitable for user land versus core? And a lot of user land code runs much faster than it ever did before, and we have the flexibility to make uh, uh, changes uh, rapidly in user land code. And with semantic versioning, we're you know, able to roll out changes and people can kind of follow those changes and upgrade as they need to or, or not upgrade, uh, whereas core will move much slower. And once something goes into core, it's harder to change any backwards compatibility in it. Um, it, it, it becomes a different kind of beast. I certainly see that there's many times where I like the convenience of just pulling a UUID because it happens so many times in the projects that I use. But I can also see uh, the, like you just said, that, that sort of slow process of getting things changed and always worrying about backwards compatibility like no other project on the planet, PHPC, BC is amazing. Um, and, and the issue that you brought up about security is, that, you know, leaking the MAC address uh, is probably something to be concerned about. Like unique ID, I know if you say more entropy, it leaks so much information about the system that in the past has been used as an exploit to exploit the random number generators on, in the past. So that's a very serious concern, and I think those things could be fixed much faster in user land. So uh, do you think that this is something that, um, uh, that what, what is your prediction on, on whether this is going to get added to core or not? Or do you have, have a prediction? I don't have a prediction right now. I mean, it, it, looking at the comments on the PR, uh, there were a bunch of kind of code review comments. Um, no one seemed against it. Uh, I read the thread on internals. No one really seemed 
against it there either. Um, there was some question about, you know, does this belong in user land versus the core? I think we're, we'd have to wait and see, you know, how, how this matures, you know, as the, as the author takes feedback from people and implements that, and then kind of when it get, gets brought for a vote, I really don't, at this point I really don't know. I haven't talked to enough people to know like how other people feel about it or whether it would be a good addition or not a good addition. And there's already like a, there's already a Peckle extension um, that uses libuuid. Now that can't be used on Windows, so this is more of a cross-platform thing. Under the hood, all it uses is random bytes. I mean, it's just using that same implementation for the random UID, and then it uses the built-in MD5 and SHA1 stuff for the V3 and V, uh, V5 UIDs. Sweet. Anybody else got any anything? Mr. Ben? So I guess my question would be, is it, do you think it's going in or an RFC because it's stable enough at this point? Or are you making enough changes that you think it should be held off? I was asking if you think they're making it an RFC now because it's stable, or are you making enough changes where you think it should be held off a, long, a little bit longer? And so, I mean, this is completely separate from my library, right? Um, they just, one of the arguments uh, that was made, Dragon Man Tank is ho holding me hostage. Okay. Oh, hostage. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so to answer your question, I, I mean, I think that uh, one of the biggest um, arguments I think that the author of this RFC was trying to make was that looking at the downloads of uh, the Ramsey UID package, it's very clear that more and more people are using UIDs these days than they were just a couple of years ago. And as the usage and need for that grows, that maybe something like this belongs in the standard library. Uh, but in terms of um, differences between it and my package, I don't, I don't see a big kind of over, I mean, it has a little bit that looks like my library, but not a lot. It, I, it's very simple. It's, it's just providing a UID class to generate a UID. I got a question for you. Just stop talking about you for a moment. No, <laughs> As somebody who's so important to the PHP, PHP community, and the PHP package maintainer, I'm always curious, what package do you see as missing in the community right now? What good package still needs to be developed and, and needs to be put out there? Like a user land? That's a hard question. <laughs> Not those softballs you guys throw up. Real question. That's what we do. Like a, a user land package or, or anything? Oh, okay. Way to bring the show to a halt. No, take your time. This is why we don't ask the hard questions. <laughs> We're not dead air. It's like a radio announcer's worst nightmare. And this is also why we can't get guests on our show, right here. There was a, I swear, there was not a green room to prepare me for up here. Um, I'll tell you what I, 
I would like to see in the core um, that I think is missing. Okay. Uh, but I'm trying to think of some recent stuff I had been looking for user land wise and couldn't find and, and nothing's coming to mind right away. The big thing that I would like to see in core and Sarah Goldman asked this question on Twitter uh, a couple weeks ago maybe. Like, I think she asked what should I work on, you know, uh, is uh, generics. I would love to see generics uh, I second that. Core. <laughs> cool. cool, thank you. Thanks, Ben. You're maze balls. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. So next up, we have Stephen Wade, who's going to talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he knew you. Uh, but he's got a lot of really cool stuff going on, so he's going to talk to us about that. You're welcome to your drink, sir. He's not even drinking. He's not qualified to come up here. Yeah, everybody has a drink in hand, right? Yeah. You should. He's got to pop a cough drop. Would definitely love to hear about this awesome tattoo that you have. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, that is my wife's initials in my name. That's awesome. Um, so she used to be a math teacher, so she has my initials in inside of an infinity symbol. Um, so I wanted to do something that was kind of nerdy, but also me. Um, I'm surprised by the number of people who actually know what binary is, but they don't know what this is. So. Yeah, no, I definitely knew it was binary. I just wondered what the significance of that was. So that's actually really cool. I was very nervous going into it. I don't want to be one of those people who got, like, the Chinese symbol that means nothing. Yeah. And so I, I checked it with, like, many online resources. I wrote, like, a program to translate it to binary because I don't know binary. And then after I had, like, ten sources that said this is all the same output, I was like, okay, I feel confident. Oh, yeah. No, you definitely need to verify that stuff. I would have done the exact same thing. So you have a lot of stuff going on. So let's start with um, Upstate PHP, if you want to talk a little bit about that. So how long has that group been around? Uh, we've been around a little over three years. We started in, well, whatever year it is, minus three. <laughs> now I can't Math remember. hard. 2014, <laughs> that I guess. explains why you can't do uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I had actually never been to a user group before. And so I kind of just got started. It was the whole thing like, right, if, if there's not one, you're supposed to start it. And one day, and I'm shy. I don't know why I'm in front of the, all, everyone here, but I'm also like, I don't like to meet new people. But then randomly, I was, uh, it just hit me. I was like, I kind of want to do this. And so I started the user group, and uh, I knew two other PHP devs in, in my city that were good buddies of mine. And then uh, first night, 18 people showed up. And so I had no idea we had that kind of community, which was kind of cool. Uh, so we've been going strong for three, a little over three years now. Uh, it's kind of keeping it consistent. I think well, there's some heckling going on. I thought he was missing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's Matt. And that, that Yahoo Stephen just... Matt. You Southerners just ruining everything for us. <laughs> we, we have random random guests. Uh, <laughs> Say hello to Jock Woodcock, everybody. Hey, everybody. What are you all drinking? That's an important question. We need to know what you're drinking. We're dry right now. Yeah. We're kind of sober. I did hit the cocktail bar before I got here. He didn't that's, tell me about that, so I'm sober. Absolutely unacceptable. I'm just it is. Can you, can you Very disappointing. Okay. Please help. <laughs> Uber, Uber deliver us something. Oh, yeah. That's a thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, do that. Beer alcohol yet. Okay. The hell? Back to Upstate PHP. <laughs> what, we were, what we were trying to talk about before you hecklers 
Get out of the way. Um, so, how many, roughly how many people do you have in the group now? Um, well, we have a lot of people in the group. How many people do we get to come out every month? Well, uh, first we, one than the other. <laughs> Uh, I think we have about 50 that are active in the online community, um, and we get about, we average somewhere between, I guess, 8 and 15 every month, which is good. Uh, we were averaging probably mid-20s for the first year and a half, um, and then for whatever reason, everybody kind of dropped off, you know. Uh, I think one of our guys dropped off because he became a comedian, so. As, as one does. You can't fault him for that. Um, but yeah, no, we, if you ever come by our group, you may or may not hear about PHP. Uh, my philosophy is, uh, which then is the group's philosophy, is PHP is a gateway drug. And so um, it's not the only tool in our belt. It's a lot of times the first tool that we go to for web development, but that it's, web development extends beyond that. So we have uh, a lot of front-end talks. We have a, had also uh, a lot of comparison talks, like PHP to Ruby, PHP to Go, and PHP to, um, shoot, a lot of them. Uh, I think... Um, Uh, I can't remember what it is now. As they've all actually been done by the same guy, good buddy of mine, uh, Barry, Barry Jones, every year is kind of onto a new language. So every year around the same time in the fall, I kind of expect him to come to me and say, I found this new thing. And I'm like, compare it to PHP and come give a talk. He does. Elixir, that was what it was. Okay. So we had PHP versus Elixir. Awesome. So, been around for three years. You got quite a lot of members, and uh, you just did a hackathon as well, right? Was that part of Upstate, or was that something completely different? It's not part of uh, Upstate PHP, but it's part of another organization that I'm a member of and on the board of called Open Upstate. Uh, we started years ago by a guy named uh, Benjamin Young, and he started it as a kind of a user group for people who wanted open data. Then it became a user group for user group organizers, and then it became this big vision that he wanted, and then he shared it with me, and then he just didn't have the time, so we've kind of passed the, you know, passed the torch a little bit, but... Our vision is to kind of be facilitators uh, in the area and kind of, we don't want to be everything. We, at one point we wanted to be everything for everybody and now it's kind of like all these other organizations kind of have their, their niche. We have Code for Greenview, which is a member of uh, the Code for America Brigade and they, they're doing a lot of kind of great things in, in our uh, city. But we at Open Upstate, we want to kind of facilitate them. We want to be able to fill in the gaps where need be. Uh, part of it is something we want to work towards is becoming a nonprofit organization and actually being able to take monetary donations to where and support other groups where like if the user group drops off instead of just letting the group die we could actually have somebody come in, come in as the organization and keep it going for a certain period of time um, so this was kind of our first event that we've organized with that and it started out as a conversation of uh, hey maybe we should participate in open uh, open data day uh, but nobody was available and it was coming up like I think in February and we we're like holy crap it's actually kind of like in two weeks we can't put this together um, and so we kind of said, we picked a date in May, uh, and then we, from there, did a two-track session, actually. With, so we had open data folks doing their, uh, their hackathon, and we also had a, another group working with um, SC Codes, another organization that teaches people how to code, and this was kind of like their graduation. So they came on, and they actually learned how to commit their first pull request. Oh, that's awesome. So is the SC Codes thing, I know uh, the South Carolina government is doing a lot with like software and promoting people learning about code. Is that related to that at It all? is, actually. Okay. So they actually got a grant from uh, the South Carolina government to run their first pilot, pilot year this year. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. So in case you're not familiar, South Carolina is doing a lot to promote uh, not just open source development, but people learning how to code in general. So if you were in South Carolina, definitely check that out because they're putting a lot of money into that. Uh, no, I don't think so. Thank you. Okay. Steve, where'd you get them their fancy socks at? Uh, they came in my little swag bag. I don't remember whose socks they belong to, but <laughs> side ground, side ground socks. <laughs> they look amazing. 
And I, I just now, uh, a few months ago, I was like, I, I graduated from like the, you know, sixth grader uh, high ankle white socks <laughs> to wearing funky socks, and I like it now. So nice. Oh yeah, Team Funky Socks. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> duck hunt shoes. Ooh, are you cereal? Cereal. Oh, look at that. Duck hunt, indeed. And the dog on the side. Oh, that's awesome. Game over on the bottom. Wait, you should see it to the GoPro. Maybe the GoPro will show. There we go. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> so you've, you've got Vans on there. So I got recently just recommitted to Converse. I was like, you know, I want to be a Chucks guy. And so I finally, like, a couple months ago, I was like, I'm going to be a Chucks guy. So I've got three pairs of Chucks now. So I, I do both. I have a lot of, like, really crazy Converse stuff. So I think my favorite, I have these uh, Andy Warhol ones that have, like, the Campbell Soup oh, logo nice. on them. They're amazing. So those are my favorites. And then, yeah, I have really weird Nintendo vans as well. So weird shoes, weird hats, weird socks. I'm all about it. Weird community. Yeah, that's actually very, very true. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with us. Is there anything else you would like to talk about? I think that's it. Thank you All for right. having me on. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. You guys, uh, our next... <laughs> Justin Rareman. Justin Rareman? Rareman? Rareman. Yeah. Next guest is Justin Rareman. Where'd Justin go? I saw him over Justin. here just a second ago. He might have left the building for a moment. Uh, we can go to the next person. Jason! Jason. This Jason. Jason. We know this Jason. This Jason should come up. <laughs> come on, Jason. You're standing there. You're looking a little lost. Jason McCreary, right? You a friend. You saying that right? That's right. I go by J-Mac. J-Mac, that's right. Yeah, J-Mac, because exactly that reason, there's like a hundred other Jasons. So <laughs> So what you been up to, Jason? I uh, started a new job, actually, uh, consulting um, yeah. with uh, one of the pizza companies. Um International pizza companies. Yeah, it's fun, but it's hey, a. You've been getting some things done. Getting huh? some, getting some yeah. things done. Yes, they, yes. Separate from the new job. Yes. Right there. You need to understand. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I had a, a release of a video series on Git. Um, obviously, the topic's been covered, but I've kind of been on a mission, I guess, the last year to help people get more like empowered with it. Mm -hmm. Or I think, as we said on on the uh, the chat, uh, layer chat live, layer chat live, right. uh, yes, placement um, that uh, you know get comfortable. So, but yeah, basically, um, you know, I feel like a lot of developers are kind of just scratching the surface with like get add and get commit and these like steps that they memorize, and that's about it. What's he giving me trouble about? You should buy Laravel Shift. <laughs> Thank you. More product He's placement. Pay me later. <laughs> So yeah, but but anyways, uh, basically, yeah, instead of just kind of like memorizing Git commands, you can kind of go in and learn all of them. Thank you for not missing that one important F in that last message. We, we all appreciate it. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty, much, that's pretty much it for that product. Yeah. So we do have to talk socks for just a second because I did notice oh. that you got some lightning bolts yeah. going on here. Yeah, the superhero ones. I, I put these on, uh, I guess, Twitter earlier, and I was told to take my feet off the table. So um, <laughs> they're on the floor now, at least one of them. But yeah, 
So I'm curious, you, you started video series. You've done video series in the past, right? No, I haven't. This is kind of oh. my first foray into it. Um, I, I definitely asked um, Adam Wathen a lot about like kind of how he does the setup. So again, even though it's a topic that's been covered a lot, for me it was also interesting just to kind of release a series. That way in the future there is like maybe a more um, you know cutting edge topic that I want to cover. I have my feet wet on how I like to record and set them up and, you know, um, get them out there, publish them and so forth. So, because there's, there's some stuff you got to do there to make that happen. It's not hard, but make through. Well, I have to say, I'm really envious that you have this product that you had made, you know, with the video screencast stuff. That's something that I'm like in the back of my head. I was like, I need to do this. I need to do this. Do you have any tips for anybody who's kind of been wanting to do it like me? Do you have any tips for them to like get this idea from like I have some markdown notes about what I know a general idea what I want to do to here's a product with video screencasts kind of thing? Yeah, I mean with any product, um, I actually really enjoy talking about product development. I guess I have a lot of strong opinions about it, but uh, I guess the simplest thing is really or the easiest thing to say is is really just to start simple. So it's it's very easy initially to really overthink it and and think like I got to have the entire curriculum. And I gotta have everything scripted out, and I gotta like know my video format, and you know what am I gonna record? And like in this case, I want to get my terminal all perfect. Like, just don't worry about those things, you know. Just kind of start recording and start playing with it, because like I did that for about a month, where I tried to think through all the different scripting and exact curriculum and the order of every video, and like finally I just said, I'm just gonna go in a room like Saturday, start recording several of these things, and just kind of get a feel for it. And those first videos, I'll, I'll admit they were kind of a throwaway, but to get that momentum, to get that ball rolling was like crucial. So the point is really just get, get the ball rolling. Just start on it. Yeah, just, just start on it. And, and I think it, it really flows from there. You know, it's kind of the snowball effect. It's like, like brainstorming. They teach you in school to just start writing and then it eventually yeah. becomes something, right? Exactly. Yeah. Do you have a good rule of thumb when you're trying to teach something on a screencast where you don't want to get too involved? Like, because you probably know the in and outs and the caveats and all the, the roads you could go down when you're teaching something. Do you have a good rule of thumb of like, okay, I'm only going to give them this much because this is as much as anybody, any human mind is going to be able to take versus I'm going to show them all the things all at once and make them overwhelmed? I definitely have that problem sometimes. And I think for the video series, the getting get series, especially like I would write a, a lot on one command and then I would go back and divide that up into kind of maybe more of the advanced options, for example. Um, so like get rebase, you know, I just covered the basic get rebase to kind of update a branch, right? And then I all the other things off like um, the different commands or like the interactive rebasing to kind of more of an advanced video or like a part two video. Um, and I think that helped. But initially, again, just kind of to get that ball rolling, I just kind of wrote down everything I thought, you know, was kind of cool and helpful about Git Rebase, for example. And there it was. I'm new to Git Rebase. I watched Sarah Goldman do some Git magic. And when she fetched from upstream and did a Git Rebase instead of a Git Merge, which is what I always did, was a Git Merge, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. So ever since I've seen that, I've done a Git Rebase instead of a Git Merge. Yeah, I think there's, uh, for that specifically, I think there's um, some, I guess, dogma or, uh, you know, holy wars about, like, which one you want to do. I'm more in the rebase camp, uh, just to put that out there. Uh, but it's definitely, like, one of those tab spaces arguments, uh, like, oh, do you merge or do you rebase? And it, there's definitely an it depends scenario, but for the most part, uh, development work to update, I'm, I'm more of a Git rebase fan. So, But that particular video, Git rebase, I will say is, is free, by the way. So um, if you want to get a sample of the, uh, the video series, just because rebase, again, is a command that I think is kind of one of the more complex ones, especially interactive. There's a lot of steps to it. 
um, and it can be intimidating at first. So that one's available for everyone. The only I will post it on Twitter or repost it on Twitter uh, immediately following this. Oh, nice. I think I only have one more question. What uh, program did you use to capture your screen to do your screencast with? Again, I kept it really simple. Uh, so I have uh, Mac OS, and I basically um, just started out with QuickTime and um, just did that for the audio recording and actually did that, I think, for the screencast as well. But in the beginning, I mean, I was asking Adam, I was asking Jeffrey, I was asking all sorts of people that did videos, oh, what do you use, what do you use? And they all kind of, a couple of them had the same thing, and then some of them were like, oh, I just use this, and then they changed it later, and when I asked them again, and I was just like, I'm just going to start with QuickTime. So... It covered it for me, and I think it did fine. Um, the mic was important, you know. At first, I kind of used my headset, but then I bought, you know, like the Yeti or whatever, and, and that ended up being fine. Acoustics are interesting, so I made my pillow fort kind of thing. That was on Twitter at one point. Um, so yeah, nice. awesome. Yeah, guess him. So I have a question for you. Being big in Laravel and the Laravel community, first thing, thank you for Laravel Shift. Oh, thank you. As one of the proprietaries of a consulting firm, you've saved me a lot of money by having <laughs> that in place. Uh, but don't raise your rates, not just kidding. Um, yeah. Now you you, you they're, built they're that, or are you quite affordable? You began to build that at build that at PHP Tech in 2015 or 2016. It was uh, what year is it now? 2017. Yeah. So it was fall. It was actually PHP World. That's what I said. So fall of um, 2015. 2015. It was right around Laravel 5.1, I believe, right before 5.2 came out. Mm -hmm. And Taylor was actually um, at uh, PHP World that year, and he gave a talk about kind of what's up and coming in Laravel 5. And I remember catching him afterwards and bouncing some of these ideas off of him. Hey, do you know any stats about version counts and stuff? And hey, do you... Uh, what do you think about this? Like, what if I wrote like a script and put that out there? And he was like, "Oh, that'd be cool. Like, I'd use it." And I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go check this out." So. Oh, now were you were you already using Laravel at the time, or is this just something you figured you could tackle and take on? At the time, I think I was consulting at an agency that had a lot of WordPress sites and then Laravel sites for things that were more custom. Mm -hmm. And I had gone through the process of like painfully upgrading a couple of those client sites mm -hmm. from like 4.2 to 5. Mm -hmm. And each time, I'm, I'm you know, one of those lazy developers, so like each time I kind of added more and more to these scripts, like these custom scripts that I had had, mostly just bash scripts at the time, shell scripts. And um, so again, when, when I spoke with him at the conference, and actually I gave a talk on Laravel as well, kind of migrating to mm -hmm. talk about what I'd learned. And I was just surprised that something maybe didn't exist because it's common in maybe some other languages, and, and even PHP, like I remember CakePHP, for example, had an upgrade thing that was part of the framework. Mm -hmm. And even Laravel Spark now, um, if you're familiar with that, it upgrades the views in a very similar way. Like if you haven't changed any of the customizations, it's just automatic if you're a Spark user to upgrade those views. So, um, you know, these are, these are things that exist. Yeah. And I just thought, well, let's do it for the app code too. So. Okay. Cool. So that was 2015, 2016. Let's be honest, you slacked off a little. I did slack off a little bit. More, little. more with conferences, so I spoke at, at several conferences in 2016. Right. So. 2017 is coming up. Any big plans? Up. I was hoping to go full-time this year, but I, I couldn't turn down all that pizza money that was coming in, so um, I'm staying with the full-time job for now. But maybe 2018. Um, my goal is to uh, revisit some testing frameworks for PHP. That's kind of my, my um, stretch goal for the fall. Uh -huh. I've had a, like a BDD, um, I guess, 
testing toolkit, you could say, uh, kind of spec-based. And I know some exist, but I feel like it's something that just never got revisited in yeah. PHP and never really gained traction. So I'm thinking of maybe doing some free videos and, and kind of touching up that topic and seeing what's up. What's Matt giving me shit about now? <laughs> PHP <Sebastian>. unit. Oh. <laughs> yes, PHP unit is absolutely awesome. I, I will say, and I, obviously I use it for a lot, but I think there's um, a different paradigm that's that's out there that that can that has its own use as well, and and it's not necessarily needing to be like a competition. So, so I, I don't know. I'm trying it because I really enjoy that style of tests and other languages that that I write. Um, there are other languages than than PHP, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, so you know. Cool. Thanks so much. We really appreciate um, all the all the advice you've been given. I'm, oh. I'm going to steal your advice for the uh, the the screencast and stuff. Just getting into it and just doing it. Oh, it's totally yeah, totally fine. I'm going to go back to Catan now. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any final uh, last last thoughts, parting words? No, I definitely would enjoy to speak on on other podcasts, uh, maybe about more general topics. Like I said, I've I've been doing um, you know development for almost 20 years now, so I'm I'm really interested. I've, I've built probably a dozen products over the years, so I I love um, speaking about product development and just ways to make that faster. Actually, when I get back um, to Louisville, I, I speak at a local conference on um, those topics. So it's, it's kind of a, a new area that I like speaking about. So You're from Louisville? I'm from Louisville. I'm guys. from Lexington. I grew uh, up in Lexington. Oh, so I was asking on Twitter the other day if anybody wants to ride with me down here. It was like oh. an absolutely boring solo ride. <laughs> Especially with all the rain, like going through Chattanooga was terrible. So. Oh, no. well, I'm, I live in Chicago now, but I grew up in Lexington. Oh, okay. So okay. I, I know how to Chicago. pronounce it properly, Louisville. Louis yeah, Lexington's not. Oh yeah, Louisville or Louis <laughs> Louisville. That's the worst. Don't say that. Louisville is, is fine too. So, <laughs> thanks right. so much for joining. Thanks, I really appreciate it. Jason, absolutely. Jeremy, Just, uh, Justin's here. Is Justin Raymond. All right, we're gonna bring up Justin Rareman. Justin. Justin. Oh, there he, there is. he is. Welcome up. Come on down. <laughs> yes, so the first question Amanda asked. Yeah. I got it from the bar downtown, uh, downstairs. Is that a screwdriver? No, it is just rum and orange juice. Okay, close enough. It's, it's nothing cool. We'll, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. <laughs> right, am I asking you questions? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who are you and what are you doing? Uh, I am a team lead for our PHP development team. Um, uh, I work for Travel Media Group uh, in Orlando, Florida. Um, we do hotel marketing. So reputation management, social media marketing, um, listing management. Uh, we've got lots of products. I don't know if that's hot. Is that off? On? No, it's on. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm just not close enough. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's my first time holding one of these. So, are you helping people like get some of those negative reviews taken care of on like Travelocity and all that fun stuff? Anything like that? Our biggest product at the moment is yeah, exactly that. So, <laughs> uh, when you check into a hotel and they ask for your email address, uh, we send out an email. You know, did you enjoy your stay? You say yes. Awesome. Please fill out a review on TripAdvisor. You say no. Let's keep that internal. 
and we, you know, we do everything we can to try and get that issue resolved before it makes it to TripAdvisor. Um, to try and um, the ultimate goal is to drive up the star rating for a hotel on TripAdvisor or Google Plus or uh, there's like 13 different review sites that we do right now. Okay, so this is sort of a random question, but um, I stay at hotels and things all the time. Uh, I travel a lot, as many people probably know. Um, and I found that the hospitality industry is very, very slow to adapt to newer technology. Is that something that you run into ever working in this line of work? Random off-the-wall question. Some, sometimes, <laughs> yes, sometimes. Uh, so when you're dealing with uh, global distribution systems for booking engines, uh, you know, you experience with uh, Hotels.com when you try and book a hotel, a lot of that stuff is through still SOAP and XML. Um, we don't necessarily work on that side of things. So a lot of the products that we deal with are, you know, standard REST APIs that are custom built for exactly what we're trying to do. Okay. Is the, like, SOAP XML thing, is that because they maybe have some compliance thing that needs like WS security, anything like that? I'm not sure. Not sure? Okay. I'm not sure. I know that's definitely thing with banks. Things would change. (laughs) Yeah, don't we all? Um, You ever worked with like HIPAA compliance? Because that's by far the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. Not (laughs) in my current job. Um, I I used to work in a mental health uh, drug rehab facility for the Department of Corrections in the state of Florida. And in that position, yes, we dealt with HIPAA a lot. Yeah, um, I definitely don't miss having to deal with that. I don't know if anybody else out there has had to deal with that, but uh, it's not fun. Or PCI compliance. Compliance in general is just terrible. Necessary, but terrible. No, especially HIPAA, because they even mandate what you're allowed to talk about with your coworkers. I think Mr. Trask is signing off. See you. Oh, there's down there, too. <laughs> I saw him close. I think Ben is talking, but I'm not sure. Yeah, we should hear from Ben. Why haven't we heard from Ben? I don't know. I don't think he's... Ben, do you have any questions? Uh, I think it was, like, really bad lag. Can you hear me? I didn't hear what he said. I don't understand. I don't think any of us heard a word of that. Can you repeat it? Just just type it. It's easier to read. I was just saying there's really bad lag. Uh, Bad lag? If you can hear me, which you can't, so... So we still can't understand, so if you could, if you wouldn't mind, just copy and paste an answer from Stack Overflow and paste it into the chat. We'll be able to understand that. Yeah, that'll go a little bit better. Get it? Because we're PHP developers. (laughs) That's not true. Take that back. (laughs) PHP only sucks when you're doing it wrong. (laughs) So Justin, tell me about your experience here at PHP Tech. I know uh, you've got some, some other conferences planned this year. What's, what's been your, your experience so far? I have conferences planned for like 10 years now because <laughs> this is my first conference uh, outside of the drug rehab and that sort of situation. So the community here has been fantastic. Um, Samantha's talk this afternoon. Um, she commented on a lot of people, and I've noticed that a lot of the people have kind of given me the same experience on my first uh, go-around with this. So I'm definitely trying to get back to PHP World in November and Sunshine PHP in January, and I've even got in the works for PHP Tech again next year. That's awesome. So this is your first conference ever outside of, outside of the, the world of what? <laughs> 
outside of being a vendor at a conference. Okay, cool. So if there's somebody who's maybe really wanting to get involved and wanting to go to a conference and maybe has some like little anticipations about that, do you have any advice for them? Just like what they might be able to expect, just kind of relieve some of that uh, the unforeseen stuff that might be kind of fearful. So the way that I came about this has been kind of hectic. Uh, just in the last three months or so, I've subscribed to six different podcasts, <laughs> and uh, I got a three of which you're on right now. Yes, <laughs> and, and then. Uh, anti-Twitter for a long time, and this conference has gotten me to sign up for Twitter, so definitely check out Twitter. It's amazing. Um, and then, you know, Reddit has a lot of information. Um, I know Reddit can sometimes be kind of cancerous in some situations. Uh, but yeah, j the biggest thing is talk to people, get out, you know, meet people, try and, you know, introduce yourself to the rest of the community. That's great. And, and I know there's like a lot of different people who maybe are, aren't comfortable approaching people and they've been posting on Twitter like, hey, just come to me and ask me, you know, like say hi and stuff like that. And I feel like it's been a pretty cool strategy because they've been getting lots of, lots of uh, highs from people, which is kind of cool. Um, so I guess conferences are pretty good for, you know, like whatever, whatever kind of social situation you're in. Like everybody, I feel, hey, I'm just going to put this out here. I'm awkward. I, I love the awkward turtle. I find the awkward turtle very comfortable. So, like, when I go to a bunch of nerds, like... So, you're doing the awkward turtle wrong. You're supposed to do it upside down. Oh, upside down. That's even more awkward. Yeah, yeah. Your turtle's not awkward unless it's upside down. Because <laughs> that's true. I think there's a certain amount... Uh, I've just always done it upside down. Yeah, well, I, it makes sense. That just doesn't... I don't have the coordination for this, and uh, I, there's like it's demented dolphin is happening right now. And you can't look at your hands. Mr. Ramsey is taking a picture of the. I can't. No, like the thumbs move so much better that way. Well, the whole point is that this is awkward, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is awkward. And this is awkward. <laughs> so regardless this is of how awkward it is, we so good. We have to do it. <laughs> we have to. We have to debate the logistics of awkward turtle and what is more realistic. Anyway. So uh, moving back to what we were talking about, which is awkward. So the, the beautiful, uh, the beautiful thing I love about hanging out with nerds because because we're all awkward. It kind of makes it easy. Like we're it's just comfortable being awkward with other people who are awkward. Like just like I, I know so many people who feel awkward, and I'm like the same way. I'm like I feel awkward too. I just pretend like it's not awkward, and then it suddenly it doesn't become awkward, but it's really awkward. So it's and okay. alcohol helps. <laughs> So I, I don't know, I, I feel like for those who are kind of like wanting to like get involved with a community or something, but they feel like awkward or socially awkward or whatever, it's like, yeah, so is everybody else. So just join the fun. The pool, the jump, jump in the pool, the, pool is, the, the water's warm. <laughs> yeah, so my goal this year has been specifically to engage in the community a little bit more. Um, I've, I just got into development about three years ago or so, so I'm now at the point where I'm trying to get into the community a little bit more. And really and truly, the only way to do that is to throw yourself out there. You know, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, so that's actually really true. Um, I've really only been involved in the PHP community side of things for, I guess, two, three years now or so. Um, I just kind of, yeah, I just kind of like showed up and started doing things, and people started taking me seriously for some reason. Um, I'm sure I've disappointed them. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, like you really all you have to do for, for the PHP community in particular is just show up and start doing things and people just really appreciate the fact that you even take the time to show up and have a conversation. Absolutely. That's all I had. 
Fantastic. I think our last person was Tessa Mero, but I don't think she's in the bottom. She. Bad oh yeah, turn. we should. Ben Edmonds, you should talk. We will pretend that we're understanding you and just nod our head and smile. So go ahead. So uh, this is awkward, right? Are you nodding? There's a lot of lag, so I, I can't even tell like if you're nodding until five minutes. I agree. Back. So I'm gonna pretend you're nodding. Good idea. We're, we're nodding our head and smiling with everything you say because no one can understand what you're saying. <laughs> we'll just stick to text. Ben, just so you know, nine foot you is amazing. <laughs> I love I love that you're taking up the entire wall here. It's lovely. Technicolor Ben. Technicolor Ben. <laughs> Chatting to us with emotion, emoticons. One eye is too big. <laughs> Okay, so I don't know who out there in the crowd is still listening to us. If you have stuck around this long, thank all right, we got a few. Thank you so much. But we would love to invite any of you to come up here and talk a little bit about what you're doing with PHP, the community, or anything in between. Does Joe, are you volunteering to come up? Are you coming up here or are you just thumbs upping? I guess Mr. Joe, Ferguson is, is returning. Joe Ferguson is bringing his computer for a second round of the PHP Town Ugly fa uh, Hall. Is that what it's, is that what it's called? Uh, <laughs> we could do PHP Round Ugly. <laughs> PHP Round Ugly <laughs> Hall. <laughs> we all start with PHP. That's the important yeah, part. Yeah, so I feel like that's, that's inclusive. Right? Oh, you're revealing a pull request. That's very responsible of you. Wait, wait, wait. Did, did your GitLab thing get merged, by the way? No. Did you? Sorry, yes, I submitted a GitLab merge request. It's not a pull request there. It is a merge request. Did you get rebase? I got a sh I did not rebase. I did get a shiny sticker. It was right there. It's pretty awesome. It's a hologram. Um, I think we should send a rebase request. A rebase request. Do they take that? Is that a, that's not even a thing, man. It should be a thing. Rebase is better than merge. Oh, hey, look at that. There's another sticker. And Joe Ferguson now has a PHP Ugly sticker. I have a PHP Ugly sticker, yes. Congratulations. Is it based on GitHub? You, oh, yes, you can rebase. Justin says you can rebase on GitHub. Sorry, yes, I was in the middle of a pull request and also talking conference stuff with, uh, with Phil, so... Uh, I, I uh, oh, you wanted me to talk about actually something. I was just up here talking and raising a hand because Samantha, uh, Amanda, not Samantha, Amanda said something. Yes. Samanda? Samanda. Sure, why not? Sure. Yes, yeah, so I, I was up here talking about Osme earlier, and uh, we have not had any donation requests come in, so I'm going to talk to about <laughs> Osme again. Just kidding. Uh, I, so yes, uh, open source projects. I, uh, I would like to talk about the open source project uh, and to prophesize our Lord and Savior Vagrant. Oh here. So this is, this is great. Is there, there needs to be a Dragon Man take on Twitter coming up here to talk about Docker and versus a Vagrant. This should be a, this should be a legit thing. This could outlast too long. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know that we want to go that far. AV guy? Oh, he's got his own mic. He's in control. Him and Tim Little. We can't hear you. Stand up when you talk to me. Tim, Tim's like, I have no control over this. Don't say that to his knees. <laughs> Don't say that to my knees. Joe is wrong. Okay. Our, so, okay. Just in general. Why, why, why? No, 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 no. Let's, it's not even how you say let, my Let's name. avoid this as long as we possibly can. 
So wait a minute. Okay, so just to be clear, just to clarify, Joe Ferguson is one of the maintainers of Laravel Homestead, which is Vagrant Box, and a lot of people use it. Uh, excuse me, it's not a, it's not just a Vagrant Box. It is the artisanal development environment. Yes, that's exactly what I meant to say. It just came out wrong. You're giving me but a <laughs> but uh, Dragon Man Tank on Twitter, uh, Chris, uh, uh, what's your last name, Chris? Uh, Jesus, Chris. Sammy. Seriously? Chris. Thanks, Joe. Dragon Man Tank. Chris Dragon Man Tank. Gosh, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I know, I just said it like, oh, Tankersley. So uh, this, this, this guy wrote uh, Docker for Developers, a book about Docker, and is the, the, the go-to person about Docker in, in this room at the moment. So, okay, why are you better, why are you better than him and why, are he, why is he better than you? Or Has something? Joe written a book? You what? Has Joe written a book? Hey, Joe. <laughs> Them's fighting words. It's not my microphone. You'll have to deal with Heather and Eli if you drop it. <laughs> the question is, have I written a book? I have not, in fact, written a Docker book. <laughs> have you written a Vagrant book? I have not written a Vagrant book either because I'm too busy building shit and making money. <laughs> I do the same Snap. thing with Docker. Oh boy, what did you say? I do the same thing with Docker and have a book. I win, I think. This conversation is going well. It's not going well at all. <laughs> I love PSR you, PSR 8. I told you this yes, wasn't going to translate I mean, well. PSR 8, you guys. PSR 8. <laughs> That's the huggable interface. The huggable interface. For hugging. Which I'm pretty sure we're abandoning, right? This this was a really good idea to have this conversation. Um, it's yeah. going well. So what? So what? You were talking about open source and maintaining an open source project. Yes, I I, I help contribute and maintain the Homestead Laravel environment, which is the standard Vagrant environment. If you are using the Laravel PHP framework, uh, I am a, a a big fan of Vagrant. I I cut my teeth on it in the wee early days before Vagrant was really any good. So I feel like I earned my stripes in the Vagrant in the trenches of Vagrant when it was terrible. And uh, you can pry it from my cold, dead hands. Just because I have lots of hard drive space and the Docker people hate on me for all my hard drive space. That's actually what Chris's problem is, is he just hates that I have a large hard drive. I'm going to point out that Joe has purchased my book twice. Nice. I have purchased his book twice because I feel bad for his wife. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love you, Chris. Do, do you want us to sit up here and believe that you have never taped in the command Docker? up, or Docker Compose up at one time? I, I, I cannot confirm or deny the fact that there's a pull request in some branch of Homestead where everything is called Docker. Where it's serve Docker, serve, serve uh, artisan serve Docker. <laughs> I, uh, I have some amazing contributors to the project. Uh, I hope he eventually sees this. I hope this episode makes it out past this show because uh, Roberto Aguilar, if you can see this this guy is awesome. He helps me contribute to, uh, to Homestead. He is a developer down in Mexico. Yes, yeah, if you can get this to him, if you can, if you can, no big deal. He is a developer down in Mexico. He does not have the ability to travel to the US, so he can't come to tech. I tried to get him to come so we could hang out and I could buy him a beer. But uh, this is some random guy who was on the internet and started contributing back to Homestead. So if you're ever thinking you can't contribute back to Homestead or to any open source project, you totally can. There is something out there where you can contribute back to. Thank you for Homestead. Oh, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> I, 
Homestead is a labor of love. I really, really love Homestead. Um, I actually have put in a lot of work to get uh, the uh, VirtualBox, not, sorry, not VirtualBox, VMware and Parallels support back up and running. Uh, we supported VMware for a while, and then it broke. And uh, it was something that Taylor just never had time to fix, so I actually spent some time and went and fixed it. So now we actually have support VirtualBox, to get, or not, sorry, VMware, I keep saying VirtualBox. It supports VirtualBox, VMware, and uh, Parallels. We did have a brief stint of Hyper-V support, and Hyper-V is really, really awesome. It's the fastest I've ever seen Homestead run, except that Vagrant likes to break things on Windows. So every other build, something horrible would break, and I just couldn't fix it, because I'm not a big enough Ruby developer, so it was kind of frustrating, so I had to drop support for that, but we'll see if I can get it back. Hey, Ben has a hot dog hat. Ben, I can see your winner. <laughs> it is quite magnificent. Thank you again, Mr. Joe Ferguson. Yes. Really appreciate it. Round two is always good. So we are kind of running close to time. I only know that because my GoPro ran out of memory. Uh, but I would like to, if I may be so bold, to, uh, hey, Derek. Derek Rathance. Derek. Hey, Derek. Would, would you like to come up and talk a little? You would not like to talk a little bit. I would love to have you up here if you would love to. <laughs> you know, I kind of knew that was going to happen, but I thought I would try anyway. <laughs> it's always good to have Derek on. He, this, this man's such a genius. So uh, does anybody else have anything they want to add? You, you guys haven't spoken much. What's up? This is pretty much how our show goes. We just, just yeah, there's a lot of editing. Not a lot, not a lot productive said. I mean, what? Not a lot of productive talking. <laughs> I got a question for you. How long, of all of us up here, you've definitely been doing the podcast thing the longest. How long has PHP Town Hall been going for? Ben, how long has PHP Town Hall been going for? I'm sorry, PHP Roundtable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am serious, though. But we can try, actually, because who started first? Did he answer? Oh, did he, is that, was that, did was he that say, the answer? Was, was, did anybody understand what he said? Fight. <laughs> oh, fight. <laughs> no, it happens all the time. I actually call my own podcast, PHP Town Hall, like on multiple occasions. And I got a Twitter, Twitter notification uh, when I was out like dancing. And it was like, PHP, Town Hall, uh, PHP Roundtable is about to start live right now. I was like, oh, crap. I need. Oh, wait. No, it's not. And then it was PHP Town Hall. So people get it mixed up all the time. So how, so how long have you been doing PHP Roundtable? So I started in 2014, right after a PHP Tech of of 2014 and it was I think it was in August so we're coming up on maybe three years uh, wow. yeah but you guys have a ton of episodes yeah we just again not a lot said we just record a lot that doesn't mean anything you've had a lot of I mean just about everybody in the PHP community you've had on your show though uh, not only I, I would love for that to happen for everybody in the community to eventually be on the PHP round table that'd be awesome that'd be it's definitely one of the goals I think Ben just posted the and, you guys and now since, and, and so, yeah, I guess the, the first episode was in October of 2012, and Taylor Otwell was the first guest. I, I, was, I, was, I was actually getting to you guys, yeah. So now you guys are doing a reboot here, right? You, you took a little hiatus, and uh, the two of you have started up uh, PHP. Yeah, well, it's totally my fault that we don't podcast more often, because um, I've been busy. And then he went to Italy. And how was Italy, by the way? It looked pretty fantastic. I don't even know if he can hear us anymore. I think he's typing. Okay. <laughs> that was a long wait for two, two words. <laughs> I can't even tell what that is. It, it, was, it looks like fire? I don't know. 
Was that fire or was that an onion? <laughs> was it onion? <laughs> was it lit as onion? Okay. Well, we're happy to have you back. So I think you can tell that we got a bunch of hosts uh, trying to interview each other. And we're like, enough about me. What about you? Enough about me. What about you? So it's like, it's not really happening. <laughs> so, okay. So PHP Ugly. How did that get started? Uh, I, I think the, the, the story I normally tell people <laughs> is uh, all three of us were, there, there are three of us typically, and uh, we were all in the same user group. We would typically meet up before our user group and have some beers and just start talking about what's going on in tech, what's going on in PHP, and uh, other members would come and just kind of giggle like, you guys need to start recording what you're saying because you're idiots and other people should know about it. And so we're like, sure. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, and, he, and he's the quiet one, obviously. <laughs> I'm the quiet one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. so is that it? Are we done? I think we're done. That's been, that's been a lot of stuffs and cool. a lot of things and a lot right. of people and, and things and stuffs. Does anybody have any final thoughts on the inner tubes? Or? Thanks, everybody, for another great PHP uh, tech. Um, I had a fantastic time. I look forward to next year. And I have stickers. If anybody wants a sticker, feel free to ask myself or John. And we got stickers. All right, people are excited about stickers. Thank you so much for listening to us blather at you for over an hour. Thank you for sticking with us. And thank you for listening to everybody who's going to listen to this in the future. And just as I predicted, last year we had a bunch of uh, people in the room who are playing games and, and not paying a, a single bit of attention to the people on the stage, which is exactly how it should be. That's exactly how it should be. This, this is typically how our show goes. People just don't pay attention. Exactly. We just kind of like background noise. <laughs> it's great. It's great. There, but I would say this year there's been more people paying attention than last year. And last year, every time there was somebody would say something that would be like kind of you know agreeable, somebody would like win something in a game, and you would get this whole section go cheer, and they'd be like, yeah, and we'd be like, oh, they're like, oh, they're not even paying attention. So, <laughs> so I think this this year we didn't even have that going on, but we had more people paying attention. So thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you folks in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.